Coming up in this episode of the KickCast, we play inside a cell, tape your Legos anywhere, and the ukulele gets Bluetooth. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KickCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KickCast where we go out and find crowdfunding projects and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I am KT Data, one half of the show, and joining me is my brother from another mother, and we have uh, our backseas are synced, the one and yes. only Drew Tyler. How you doing today, yes, my friend? Indeed. Very good, and we are synced. We're on the same page all the time. I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing okay. I've been awake for 18 plus hours now, um, but yeah, we're here. We're t- here to do a show, and I'm always, I'm always glad to hang out with you. If anything, like even if this show was like terrible and one person ever watches it, I'd still want to do it just because I get to hang out with you. Uh, we do it for the one. <laughs> yeah. For us. Luckily, awesome. we have luckily we have a couple people watching in there. So hi, cousin. Hi, D Max. Hi, everybody else. Yeah, we we always have a good crew. We always yep. have a good crew. They like what we do. Yep. So before we jump into our first project of the night, um, we have some news. And the first comes from the Indiegogo front. Um, and Drew, you've, you've probably run into this. I know I've run into this. This was actually one of the impetus of us creating the show is when you go to these crowdfunding sites, especially Kickstarter and Indiegogo, they have like eight categories, right? And then everything gets shifted into that. Yes. Um, yes. Indiegogo announced that they are actually making more categories. And the way they're doing it is they have three overreaching concepts. So they don't call these categories per se, but they're kind of the overreaching concepts. One of them is tech and innovation. The other one is creative works. And the last one is community projects. And keep in mind all their, um, you know, help me pay for medical bills and stuff is all on generosity now. Um, Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. So what they do is if you're kind of like us, the geeks that have to have the latest and greatest and know what's hot and what's not, um, tech and innovation is where we're going to find a lot of stuff. So they break down the categories on the on their blog page, where under tech and innovation you will now have audio, camera gear, energy and green tech, fashion and wearables, food and beverages, health and fitness, health and fitness section, home, phones and accessories, productivity, transportation, travel and outdoors, and others, of course. Um, so is there a section for just add Bluetooth? <laughs> that's, that's what they need. I'm like. Somebody needs to just do that. At, now with Bluetooth. I didn't pay attention to that section. And you just roll through and you just find all the new things that add Bluetooth. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, and then so they also have the creative works. And this is where, you know, it's more of those shows and type things that they put together, ah. um, which co- consider art, comics. That's a personal favorite of mine. Dance and theater, film, music, photography, ooh, podcasts, blogs, and vlogs. Maybe we should put one up there. Tabletop games, video games, web series and TV shows, writing and publishing, and other creations, um, which is pretty cool. And, of course, the last one is the community projects, which are animal rights, cultures, education, environment, human rights, local businesses, spirituality, wellness, and other community projects. That's where you would find Drew's favorite project of all time, the Feral Cats. Yes. Do you remember that? Oh, that, was a, that was a solid project. I should check in and see how they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so how do, how do you feel about them expanding these categories? Because, I, I mean, before either... it was just like tech and design or something like that, you know? Right. No, I think this makes a good sense because you've got these 
overarching these umbrellas that kind of set up all these other little categories. And for any any type of structure like this, I think it's a good thing for people to be able to find exactly what it is that they want to find. You know, most people know what they like to hunt for, or what they like to invest in. Uh, I think it's a fine idea. Yeah. So if you, you know, if you're making an Indiegogo project, these are things you may consider. Where do I fit best in and where can I stand out the most? Right. Yeah. All right. So our next one, this is an interesting one um, because, well, let's be honest. We live on the internet. It's the global age. And, um, you know, not everybody speaks one language. I'm waiting for that day or I'm waiting for the universal translator. One of the two. Somebody give me one of the two. (laughs) um so kickstarter actually put up this post give it talking about best practices for translating your project page um and what's great about that is they they give you some insight into kind of how many people so a lot uh 75 percent of kickstarter backers come from some english-speaking country so including english somewhere in your project is probably going to be helpful doesn't have to be your main focus but it should be somewhere there um and i I like how english translations and subtitles can help your project appeal to a wider audience i actually like that better than them overdubbing with a translator because it just feels weird when you got that kind of um bruce lee effect where (laughs) the mouth and the sound never goes well um so i i kind of like that um and they give you some if you go to the page they'll give you some suggestions on where you can find translators and stuff. But one of the key t- tips is um, whatever you use, always have a native speaker. <laughs> um, check what is in the copy, you know, because if you yes. put something vague up, it may get you into trouble. And, you know, if you guys want to um, translate any of your projects into Tagalog, you know, I can do that. Drew, Drew might be, able, you know, he'll do that for a small fee, you know. Yeah, but, but... I'm, a, I'm a semi, I'm, you know, I'm quickly waiting, but I, I was a <laughs> semi-native speaker at some point. But yeah. I think I think it's a great idea. I think that um, you even if you're trying to do anything in another language, having somebody in that language read it makes the most sense. How many times do you get like instruction papers or something from? You know, from a store, and the only English that's on there is so broken that you're like, ah, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to plug this in here or switch that off there. Like, you know, so I think you always should have somebody that can to read that language or speak that language to mm-hmm. put their two cents in there for sure. And yeah, and Kickstarter kind of gives you other suggestions too. Like, I like this one because I don't see a lot of pages do this, um, and that is to put two languages actually side by side in the description. So here's an example huh? of what they have. It's a an English is on, on the left and German is on the right. So as you're going along, you can, you know, if you're German, you can read the one side or you're English, you can read the other side. But they've made the graphics and everything just seamless and come together so it doesn't look like you're, one is standing out of the other one. Um, right. No, that's pretty smooth. Yeah. So I, I kind of like those things. The The key point oh. is they're like, know your audience. If yeah. if you're going to do say a documentary on food culture in Mexico, you're probably going to want to do it in Spanish. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's a good idea. That's fantastic. Um. So those are kind of tips. And the other thing that I actually um thought was interesting, and I didn't know that Kickstarter search engine. It is actually accent mark friendly. So all those weird squigglies that you see on top of your letters and stuff, apparently Kickstarter's search engine can actually 
search for those. <laughs> so that's impressive. So but so keep that in mind when you're putting the name of your project and stuff out because that's usually what they're searching for is the name of your project. So you may want to put it half in English and half in German or French or whatever you want. And that may actually give you a better chance of people finding your project. That does make sense. And and knowing what they're going to be typing in or what keyboard they might use. If it's search friendly, like, yeah, embrace it. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's all the news we have. We actually don't have any kick shouts. We will have a kick shout in about two weeks. We got a message today from a project that is getting ready to launch. Uh, um, yes. And we'll mention it on our next episode just because then they'll have their page ready to go. And maybe depending on, we'll see how, if we can make this work, we may even have them on the show to talk about. It's been a little bit since we've had a guest. I think that would be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. So now on to our first project of the night. Drew, if I remember right, your parents were teachers, right? Yes. Both, both mama, mama and papa yeah. were teachers. Were, were one of them a science teacher? Yes. My dad was a, was a fantastic oh. like, science teacher oh you're 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 gonna he might even like this so our first project it's a board game i don't do a lot of board games um on this because i find that it's hard to explain how to play board games um so our first project is actually called cytosis and it is a worker placement game so have you have you played lords of Waterdeep or agricolia or those games where you take turns putting down meeples or markers and you get like resources wherever you put them down. Mm, no, nope. is, is it like settlers of Catan? There's some resources. Uh, a little bit sort <laughs> I of have not, I have not, but this sounds like a science game. Oh, this is, this is great. So it's a cell biology board game. And so think I back, don't... Drew, think back to, to, to your, to your science that your dad taught you. You, you remember cell and all the stuff inside the cell, your organelles and stuff. And, Different things would make different, you know, like your mitochondria, where is where you get your ATP or your energy from. Mitochondria, <laughs> mitosis, <laughs> yeah. symbiosis. Yeah. So this this may be a good refresher for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's actually so it's a worker placement game where it takes place inside the cell. So you can see a picture of the cell right here. You know, you have your endoplasmic reticulum. Um, you have your Golgi apparatus somewhere. Um, these do these do sound familiar to me. <laughs> <laughs> so what you do is you're taking the little meeples and you place them on each of the positions. I wonder if you can see a better board. So right here. Um, so say you want to, you need black cubes in the nucleus. So that's where the DNA is. You can put one of your meeples on that three or that two. And then once you do that for that turn, you get three three black cubes, which represent DNA. Um, or if you say you need ATP, you put it on this little purple thing over here, which is your mitochondria, and you'll get that amount of ATP. So you have all these cards where you need to get goals to get points for, right? Um, what's unique? Wow. Yeah. What's unique about this game is like normal games, you have a secret win condition, and like other people won't know what your win condition is. Um, so, like some of them is like. Oh, collect like 10 black cubes by the end of the game and you get like 10 bonus points and things like that. Um, For this, the end game, so your secret missions and stuff, it's all public. So at any time, yeah, at any time you can take your player marker and place it on one of those end game spots. And they have, you know, each spot kind of, each card has a limited amount of spots that you can put on. They're worth different point values. Um, This is, this is kind of more of a, German, uh, European style game where whoever has the most points at the end wins. Um, so, but there's strategy to that because if you put it in too early, 
then everybody who's playing is going to know, oh, you're trying to get four red cubes, so I'm going to try and block you from getting four red cubes. Um, because uh-huh. that's that's part of the strategy with these worker placement games is there's limited spots on how many meeples you can put on a spot. So if they it fills up before it's your turn to place it down, you're going to have to wait until it goes around again and... It, you know, say you're only playing seven rounds. If you don't get enough by the end, you might not get your win condition. Um, this uh, sounds incredibly complex outside of cell and modicum, like reticulating yeah. endoplasms. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why these these kind of games I really enjoy a lot because you're just putting stuff down, getting resources. Because you're and, a geek. And tra- Simple. That's why you like it. It's like double geekdom. Oh, yeah, definitely. The science side of me is happy. The board game side of me is happy. Um, Yeah, full on double geeking. Yeah, and like I just love the art that comes with these cards. Um, Everything that that was pretty. It was actually like it. It looks super cool. Just you know, it. I wish my textbooks when I was in school had (laughs) pictures like this because that would have made my life a little bit easier. Um. So, yeah, they have, like, different events, you know, different point values. So, like, this one is you get nine health if you can collect four ATP. So you're, you're, you know you want to try and go to that spot and get it. But if people catch on, they're going to try and pull up the ATP before you can. Um, this makes sense. So, and again, it's whoever has the most points at the end. They also have this virus expansion, which they – it's kind of a little bit more push your luck. Um, oh. So – if you you know you may want to risk it by rolling some dice, I probably won't because in my experience I suck at rolling dice. Yeah, and you play games that do nothing but roll dice. I know, and I'm terrible, and I lose all the time because I can't roll worth crap. <laughs> I don't know why I still play, but I still do. Go <laughs> <still> play. <laughs> but it, it 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 adds that, and then that way you can play three to five players um, to that. And like, yeah, I just love this game because it's a little bit more chill. You don't have to kind of might like make spur of the moment decisions, um, and you shouldn't. You should kind of see what your opponents are doing and see if you want to block them or try to get to your your win condition. Um, and I I actually think it's a little bit easier for younger kids to learn because they're like, okay, you put that down there, and then you're gonna get four of these cardboard pieces or these meeples for your collection, and you gotta match them up to the cards and stuff. Um, in 2006, they took it to the Stone um, Meyer Design Day, and it was the highest rated game there. Hmm. Um, the other thing I actually like about this guy, um, his name is John Coveyu, or Genius Game. This isn't his first crowdfunding project. He's actually done multiple nerdy games, which I need to go back and like buy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that. He uh, I mean, because yeah, he has he has like a, a um, what was it? Uh, I think one of them is a deck builder that's about viruses, and the other one's like about atoms. It's called like conveyance and ions. Oh my so. gosh, this is so geeky! <laughs> like, oh, this is actually this is like nerd geek, right? This yeah. is like this is pocket protector and stuff. Yeah, wow, wow. Yeah, this this is the stuff you show your dad and be like, yeah, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> it's extra geeky. Nerdy. I love it. I, love I, it. I don't know. Does it? Does this sound like a game you would want to play? Sounds like it could be a fun a fun thing, and I think that would make sense um, during the time in which my girls are you know learning this. When their science gets to this point in sixth, seventh grade, whenever they start to, to talk about the microbiology and the cell biology, I think there'd be a fun way to, to learn that. If I were a teacher of that, I would definitely say, like, hey, let's put this in the classroom as like an optional activity to, to learn these things. Or I, I think that's great. Yeah, I am. 
definitely backing this after the show because for 50 bucks I can get the premium collector's edition. Yeah. Special special KT data like uh, meeple shape or something. <laughs> like you gotta name one of the <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> if I name your own card. You could be the virus. Oh, that would be great. I that that's the one thing I gotta do is get my name in a board game somewhere where I'm like a player or something. It's my yep. next goal. So Someday. um is is this backtrack or sack for you? This is a back. I think the idea is fantastic. I think um it's it's got all the great like uh fun you know board game ideas but it sounds like it's very well thought out it sounds like the whole the whole uh, game you know test plays all that's probably happened if it's been introduced like what 10 years ago so i think it's a fantastic thing i'd, I'd back this i think it's a wonderful way to learn and play yeah and when i get it i'll, I'll take it to your house and we can yes. play and yes then you'll be like eh. i have a feeling when i do that you're gonna have like a biology textbook <laughs> In a way that you just studied up on, so you're like, oh yeah, you know that's 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 where you generate your RNA and you could convert it to DNA. That makes total sense. I know where to do that. I, that <laughs> I aced my microbiology back in the day. Yeah, was yeah, yeah. And the last thing that I wanted to mention about this is since he's done multiple Kickstarters, he actually on his website, and we'll include this in the show notes. He actually has a blog that kind of breaks down. Um, topics that he wants to address in Kickstarter in crowdfunding. Some of these articles are actually a little bit older, but I think they're still, um, you know, relevant to the discussion. Like he has one about project duration or getting a hundred backers prior to launching um, or shipping and, you know, how to price your rewards and stuff. And I, I really like getting that kind of insight, especially from someone who's had multiple projects successful right. and he shipped all of them too. Right. No, that's fantastic. That's good info. All right, on to our next project where this kind of goes back to our introduction where our backs, you know, Drew and I, our, our, our backs intuition were just all synced that I didn't even have to ask and I put this in the show notes just for Drew. You know exactly what we're looking at. So this project is an amazing, um, I, it's, it kind of just fits the mold of what what you usually see me backing or talking about and that is uh, Lego compatible bricks, things that expand my Lego love. So um, I believe a while ago on the show we did, did we do the Flexo bricks, I believe? That uh, yep. Elastics in the middle. So I've gotten those. I've actually played with them. My girls have little squeezy uh, Lego balls that are collapsible that they have on their backpacks. Um, I have the brick case on my laptop. I have brick wall mounts for putting outside of my doors for um labeling my studios so here is one that i i just can't believe that this this is how lego i am lego compatible <laughs> brick building compatible people, yeah it has to be. <laughs> i had three different people point out this project to me today and say like i'm gonna get my drew on or this uh, this sounds like something i can do it is the lego compatible adhesive tape by numuno labs mm. look at this they've come up the way to do kind of a rubber backing uh, you know, rubber, a rubbery, I don't know, it looks rubbery to me. I'm not sure what the, what the actual, you know, product is, but they come up the way to make it small enough that it can, you can wind it and wrap it around things as an adhesive back that's repositionable. You see there it's on the sink or it's on the fridge or it's all the way around the sink, which is, would be crazy at my house because it gets so dirty. But if you get on that page or if you watch our video, you'll see all these options of, of things that they're doing. But imagine something about the width of masking tape, maybe a little bit wider, that has Lego locks 
on it all the way around it. And you can cut it, you can shape it to whatever size you want, and then you can stick Legos on it or any other compatible bricks that you might have. So some of their examples are like sticking, they stick this on toys, they stick it on sinks, on fridges, um, on walls uh, for decoration, for just hanging around. Like the, uh, the whole like collection is amazing. The, uh, the way they're selling this is in rolls, and I believe they're three or four meters in a roll, so like, what, 12? Uh, 12? Six and a half feet. Six two and meters, half, yeah, oh, two meters half, each. So the, so the little one's two, two meters, so six and a half feet for their little rolls. And those rolls are, I don't know, just, I could think of a million things to do with them. Things I'd stick them on, and you can buy them in bulk and really like, blow them up. This is crazy. I think you, this You need this one right here, launched. right? The, the, I, the hundred... <laughs> <laughs> I could become a retail a reseller. <laughs> no, you're not reselling. This is like you're gonna use all hundred. I stick that all over my house. <laughs> so, so, so I have a couple of like question marks with this. Like a lot of what they show off in their video is sticking Legos sideways, and that's kind of like build sideways, which yes breaks the norm of what most Legoers do. But at the same time, I'm kind of like I've never had the desire to have a sideways city. Like that's never been like a a Lego conundrum for me. Like, it's, what do I do? I you, want a sideways. You, you got to think outside the brick, Drew. Drink, well, see, think I, outside I, the I brick. I think that's what I'm coming up with. I feel like majority of what they show is not quite out far enough, right? Like, they don't show a lot of functionality or, uh, you know, the creativity is kind of like, we can stick buildings on the side of the wall. The one I did like is they have one where they um, only stick parts of it down so it makes it like a little blue wave. Uh, I did love the one with the shoes there. I love the, I love that they wrapped around the shoes because it's kind of cool looking. Even if you're not sticking actual Legos to your shoes, that that one does look really cool. I like that. But the, um, the all in all, they've blown up. And this is probably like something that is almost mind-boggling, is that they set this campaign up on Indiegogo to reach eight thousand. Was that their goal? <laughs> yeah, eight thousand of a fixed goal. Eight thousand dollars <laughs> fixed goal. And they had a stretch goal at, I think, 12 and 16 or something like that. Like, unbelievable that they were just like, I don't know if they just underestimated what they would do or what they're, I, I just trying to figure out like where it blew up because it almost feels like this is one of those projects that blew up so big it's going to be difficult to deliver. They were aiming for $8,000 in backing and they are currently, what is it, two? They are over a quarter million dollars right now. Right? $268,000. 8,300 backers at this point, and I don't think they're ready for that. I'm, I'm hoping that they like put it together, and, and they did say that they're going to, they're doing castings or, or, or uh, is that what they're called? Yeah, so they're going to be able to mass produce these. They will, but the logistics of getting these passed around now is going to be like a totally new ball game for them. So I'm excited. I hope that they like, keep blowing it up and, and do more and unique, neat things. Um, I love that they found a space that had a couple of uh, innovative things that like Brickcase is doing, um, but they also kind of found their own niche and just said, "Well, what if we make it flexible?" I, I, boom. Yeah, I, I love the I love the idea that you can cut these up because that that has always been my problem. Is you know those boards that you get, they're all fixed sizes. So I'm, I was like, "Well, I just need a small one," but yeah, you know they're all fixed. Um, that and. I'm surprised they haven't done this yet, but how come they don't have a tape dispenser solution for that? <laughs> you'd have to have the, you'd have to have the, like a 
a scissor arm to cut it because it's pretty solid, <laughs> like rubberized. I don't know. I, it feels like it looks like rubber, but yes, you you couldn't just rip it like a tape scissor. You have to have like a, <laughs> uh, a neck chopper. Or but, a but just think, yeah. just think how cool that would be is just to have it in like a tape roll. And then when you, you can mess with people by putting a Lego right at the edge where the tape rolls, so every time they pull, it just doesn't move. <laughs> I love this. I think the project, and I, I think what's probably helped this to like blow up today, besides all the covers and the press and how well, when we talk about get the engine running before you hit go on the project, these guys had that and more. Like when they hit today, it just blew up. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they're just dancing because this has gone bigger than they anticipated. Uh, but the pricing on this is amazing. Two rolls um, at uh, two meters. Eleven dollars. Yeah, roll uh, eleven dollars. Yeah, eleven dollars plus shipping. Retail is going to be thirteen. So it's just it's just a good deal. Like whatever they've done to make this, however they priced it out, it feels like it's it's just fantastic. Twenty bucks and you get four four meters, almost twelve feet worth of. Language yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, if you had an extra two thousand dollars and your wife would let you, you probably get the distributor pack just to get nine hundred rolls. I probably would, and I would find something to do with them. I would Lego my car or something. <laughs> I, I'd go visit you up the university, and all of a sudden, all the cameras have just Lego mounts on them now. <laughs> Lego mount. I would just stick it on tripods and lay it, and just be like, "Here, just click it in. Just click it in." That's how I do my steady cam and everything. That's a great idea. So this is definitely a back for me. I love this idea, and I think it's fantastic. I can't wait for it to to roll through. I have I have a little concern that with this amount of backridge, that's a real word, that they're going to get to the to the distribution part. And while they're tr- hoping to get it out in July of this year, uh, I have a feeling this might be one of those things that it might get delayed starters. a little bit. Yeah, like they're just going to get so big that it'll delay and delay and delay, and mm-hmm. we may not actually get it until end of year or. or longer so yeah. that's my fears but I, it is a back for me yeah this one's definitely a back for me too because i actually thought about it imagine this on on like fabric and cosplay you yes. using it on cosplay because it has the adhesive so you could stick it on and you could build something around it and use that i dig it yeah. i dig it all right so now to our last project of the day um this one was voted on by you guys um drew i know you're not that musically inclined no, um, no, no, I listen but, to music. <laughs> but but have have you or your daughters kind of dabbled a little bit in the world of strings? You know, more more specifically the ukulele. Oh yes, yes, we we have a ukulele that uh, Glenn brought us back from Hawaii that I I let them play on occasion. Yeah, I the, love ukulele. And the and the biggest problem is that. Uh, and with most string instruments, is you got to know where on the frets to put your fingers, right? Or, right. or it's just not gonna, that. it's not gonna sound great, right? Yeah, I don't um, know. And the and the and the problem with that is you got to practice. And I know from experience um, that when you first start out, it's gonna be like, <laughs> you know? sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 not that fun of an experience to do. So um, we so. We took that concept, or these guys took that concept, also took our concept of let's add Bluetooth to everything. They did? <laughs> and put it into the ukulele. And what you get what? is... Bluetooth ukulele? Yeah. What you get is the Populele, the world's first smart ukulele. Wow. So... 
So it is actually it has a LED LEDs built into the frets and it has Bluetooth. So what you can do with it is actually pair it to your phone and then using their app you can set it so you can play a game or a song and the frets will light up on where you should put your fingers so you can start learning the proper fingering. I know people are laughing, but that's 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 what you what you call it is how to put is how, how to put your fingers on the fret fret you know properly and not only that they're also developing um a little bit of games and stuff that you can use with it so not only can you play it like that you learn it you can also record your ukulele um right straight to the phone and share it to other people which is which is i mean that is a great bonus in itself because how many times have you got on youtube and they're like hey check out my ukulele cover and it's like you barely can hear them right right (laughs) um so yeah, I really love this idea because it's pretty simple. You you pair it with Bluetooth, um, and then you just start going. You use the app. Blowing can... me away right now. This is like, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. So they actually, I I love this game mode because you know you you have little girls trying to get them to practice an instrument. Sometimes is hard, uh, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, you don't know the pain. I gave up. That's how painful it was. Yeah. So you have this this game where game mode game I should say in quotes that's really actually teaching them chords. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, that or you have this dazzle mode. As you play, the fret will light up, and you know the better you are, I think the more spectacular the lights come out. Um, that or if they're like, Dad, how do I play this G chord? You can actually just go into the app, tap a G chord, and bam, the chord pops up for you right on the fret, so you know where to put your fingers. <laughs> I just yeah I I love every feature of this um that they, they it's made out of spruce um the circuits are all integrated um and it looks nice too that's that's the other thing is have, have you have you seen some of those cheap ukuleles that are like pink and made out of plywood mine's, <laughs> just, mine's blue but yeah <laughs> um so yeah they 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 put a lot of kind of good thought into it so it looks it feels like a premium ukulele too um and it's not just something that you'll feel like you want to throw away um and apparently their song library right now there's a hundred plus songs that you can learn which one of them includes the shakira song from zootopia and beatles Uh, and bruno mars um so that's i mean i i i love the idea of this and just how you know how 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 much like I kind of want to get this and learn how to play. Right. Like, I don't have That's pr- what I'm looking at. I'm, I'm trying to get down to the prices. So tell me, what are they putting their rewards at and what is it going to retail for? Okay, so what you can do is if you want to get one, it's a little pricier than um, other ukuleles. Not not too much, though, I might add. It, if you get on their early bird offer, that's $129 or it's going to be $150. Um, regular retail price is going to be $200. Um, Which makes sense. Like, this is a full-on, like electric but you know like connected yeah uh instrument that's that's got some it looks like it's very well put together so that it does it does ring true yeah and i'm looking up the prices because i honestly two hundred dollars for a solidly put together musical instrument does not seem like a lot to me um i'm looking i'm looking at the ukulele so you have those cheap ones that are like forty dollars or so but if you're looking for like some of these nicer ones, they're you know sixty, seventy dollars. But they're not; they don't have Bluetooth or anything. Right, right. So the LEDs, the app, 
the Bluetooth, like all of that easily, easily gets you up past 130. So they've got a great deal here. Yeah, and I, I mean, this is like if you're looking for someone who, who's like, I kind of want to learn, this is probably the one you want to get it. Because I did, I, I'll tell you the story. I got my cousin one. It wasn't like a totally cheap one, but it wasn't like a super nice ukulele. It was the middle of the ground. Um, and like, so her sister was learning how to play it, and then it just like snapped. And I was like, oh, sad. Oh, dear me. So, so, oh. so I think something with this, this is probably you're less prone to break it. <laughs> right, right. I think this is exciting to me. Like, I think of all, and we've seen a few things that have just added Bluetooth, but they, they did something with their Bluetooth that made it so much more functional and, and learnable and that they've kind of gamified it, uh, you know, set it up with, with tuning and with games and all, you know, all the part of the app, like, they thought of everything. This is pretty amazing. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm really thinking about that early bird one. Uh, maybe get my cousin a new one. Uh, okay. <laughs> there one, you go. And that one will break. Uh, so yeah, this one's definitely a back for me. Um, I just love the idea. It's a flexible goal, so you're going to get it either way from the looks of it. And they have about a month left, so you may want to jump on it if you want to. All right, so now it is time for our sack. Of the week. Um, what is it? I don't even know. What is it? So this is kind of an interesting. Drew, you live in the world of iOS. You're actually using your iPhone right now to record this. Um, Which I apologize. I hope there's yeah. not a lot of feedback. <laughs> no, you're fine. I, 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 you know, I know you like the world of iOS, but have you ever been a little bit of Android curious? <laughs> you phrased that. This show is going sideways um, um what well i just want to know if you want to try if you've been curious about android i have a droid device yes i have one um so, so this I'm, this next project will get but the problem is you don't want to have two phones right who who wants to carry around two phones no 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 yeah. I, I hate it it's the, it's the home phone that we like let the kids play on it was one of those like 30 dollar cheapies but it has Android on it, and I, it bugs me to set it up. But. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so our sack of the week is called the Eye. It is a smart case for the iPhone. So instead of just having your normal black back to it, it has a screen on it, and it's running Android <laughs> on one side. Um, it also doubles as a battery pack because what you do is there's a lightning connector on the on the, on the side where you put your iPhone in. And you can use that as your battery connector. But on the other side, there's a 5-inch AMOLED display. It runs Android. It also charges wirelessly. Um, the display is always on. Gives you 2,800 milliamps of power. You can also put in two more slim slots. So you essentially have three phone numbers that you can play on it. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. It also takes an SD card so you can use 256 gigs of storage. I believe you can also do that use that 256 on your on the iOS side. Um there's a you can use it there's a metal tag so you can throw that to the car mount. Has NFC, it has an infrared um transmitter on there. It has a headphone jack, which is important if you have an iPhone <laughs> because <laughs> it doesn't have that anymore and apparently it takes the best selfies. <laughs> Because it's using the back camera. Yeah. Right. Um, you still use the iPhone's camera? I be- yeah, I believe so. <laughs> and it is barely a little. It's about the same size as a Mophie juice pack, in terms of thickness. So essentially, let me see if I can gather this up because I'm not sure that I'm like fully grasping this. 
but what you've shared with me is that this is an iPhone case that has Android operating like you're essentially like, strapping a phone to a phone right right so I have like a, a front and a back uh, a two-sider but if I have like a work phone or a home phone you know personal phone I can just carry one device yeah, and yeah. Here, here's a here's a use case right here that you can dual screen it so you can use your calculator on one side while you're looking at your stocks on the other side and you know do all the math that you need to do to make a million dollars off the stock market because isn't that what day trading's for so like, like, this is so. Why is this the sack? Like, this is an interesting idea. I, I think, think it's, it's an interesting idea. They're already funded, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it is strange. I'll give you that. Like, it, it feels like they're violating something holy here. Well, the reason why it's a sack to me is because one, I think it's a dumb idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why are you slapping a phone into a phone? And like, by the time they get this out, that technology is going to be outdated. For one thing. Very likely. Um, and two, they are over-promising, and I feel like they're going to under-deliver. Ah. Ah, now that. There's, I, I, can see, I can see where you're coming from there. Uh, it's almost a too-good-to-be-true. Yeah. Uh, like when does I, it say anywhere if they're like in a prototype mode or like how far along? Like do they well, have something yeah, according to Kickstarter, they're, they're, they are in a prototype. Um the other thing is they've mentioned that yeah, we've never shipped anything before. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. So I you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Like there is a there's a big question mark here that feels like you did you can you really do this? Can you really do this? Do you have all the things that you need to make this happen? What in the world? Yeah, and and I just I'm like I you know why why do you essentially want to have two phones? It, right, right. I don't want to have two phones. I, I mean, most people I know that don't want to have two phones. I, I I'm trying to figure out. Twelve hundred people have like signed up for this. So so well, I'm kind of with you that this is a weird and strange and probably going to under deliver somewhere. If they deliver at all, people. like part of me is like this looks very very sketchy. Yeah. But there's people out there that are going to make it come to come to fruition, and we might have to eat our words. But yeah, I'll stand with you. Um, but yeah, I'm. I, that's why I think it's a sack. Because honestly, I think it's a dumb idea. And I mean, let's... I I think they're they're messing with something holy. You you take that 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 apple and you just you just let it alone. Yeah, and I'm like the prices for this is not that great either because you're paying. $129 for a case, essentially. $150 for a case. Which is a lot, yeah. That's a, that's a lot to pay for a case. And, I mean, how often do you get a new phone, Drew? It's like almost every year, right? I, I do about every year, yes. <laughs> so, so, if these guys ship on time, you'll be... They're saying August 2017. If they ship on time, that's about the time they announce new iPhones. Yeah, we have two months about the time where I do pick up something else. Which is... <laughs> Which is great. Like I'm, I am really astounded at this idea. But I'm, I'm with yeah. you. I think that while it's crazy and wild, if they pull it off, kudos. But I don't, see, I don't see it happening. Somehow they've gotten this far. Yeah, and like Ooh. looking at their page, yeah. there's not like a lot of text mm. anywhere, and it just there's something off about it. And my detector's going off. Where right. I'm like, warning, Will Robinson, danger, danger. Spidey sense is tangling. Yeah. Um. So that's why I think it's the sack of the week. 
Um, yeah. Even if you take out a weird one. Yeah. Uh, and um, I yeah when uh, this one was actually sent in by uh, fellow podcaster Kenneth or Kenpool from the Double Burst podcast, he showed me this, and I'm like, yeah, this looks like it would be a sack of the week. <laughs> <laughs> it's fitting. This is it. Really is interesting. And most of our sacks are like these poorly planned projects, things that'll never fund. This is probably one of the first sacks that we've actually put on the show that has funded and is going to like, you know, move into production. Mm-hmm. But I just don't feel good about it. <laughs> yes, it's very sketchy. This is sketchy. So, wow. That, my friends. Beware. Yeah. That, my friends, is the sack of the week. Okay. So, unfortunately, since that is the sack of the week, that the, that's the end of this episode. Um, we th- thank you, everybody, for watching live. We always appreciate it. So if you guys want to watch live, make sure you follow us on Twitter, um, at Night20 for Drew, at KT Data for myself, and at KitCast for the show. Um, we're always looking for new project sacks of the weeks or just different ideas that you may want to consider. Let us know. Shoot us an email, KitCast at KTData.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash KitCast. Um, of course, KitCast.net for the old episodes and places to places to subscribe <laughs> so you can automatically get all this stuff drew you got anything to plug before we go not really it's normal it's normal life for me my spring break is over and done and i am just moving forward in in normal life again what in what in the world is spring break i don't understand that anymore I know the rest of the world doesn't get to enjoy. I didn't get to enjoy it. I worked through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So our next episode is going to be March 28th. We hope you guys can join us live because there's some crazy shenanigans going on. Um, and until then, my friends, bye-bye. bye bye. Bye.